Heli Nation version 2.0. I am Dan. This is episode 215. Guys are here. First show of the year. What do you guys think? Let's 2016. do it. 2016. It's a new year. It is here. Are we ready for a new year? You guys ready? Dude, yeah. Everyone else is oh, like, yeah. oh, the, the hobby's declining. I'm over here like, moving on up. <laughs> we're, we're ready. <laughs> Yeah, that just happened. To, to wow. a deluxe apartment in the sky? Wow. That's right. Wow. Dude, you're not even old enough to remember that show. I do. I do. I have no idea what you're talking about. You don't. You remember yes, that show, man. Nick? Oh, well, Jesse, I didn't. That, how do you think I just... Oh, because you saw some YouTube video with no, or something. No, absolutely oh. not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the details, but we were pretty poor. What folk. show are we talking about? Jeffersons, man. The Jeffersons. Yeah. 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 What? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah. I don't I don't expect Jesse to remember it. Because that yeah. show was probably I get a hall pass. before he was born. Jesse's yeah. parents were in high school when that show came out. Yes, they yeah. were. So what's going on? Anything new and exciting happened this week? Well, Nothing. it's no longer twenty fifteen. That's new and exciting. It's a new isn't year. It? Yeah, that that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Justin blew some shit up. Oh, I do always exciting. shit out of some awesome. shit, man. Yeah. Justin, why, don't you, why don't you go ahead and start off your week with us? I will. Yeah. I will, dude. Tell us about your uh, your your feather-loving touch you have. Oh, my God. Ooh. What a So fucker. soft. Disaster. So, Absolute disaster. It is. It is. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know how to start this one, except for the fact that I was listening to last week's episode, and you you just have to go back and listen to my section. It'll be great. <laughs> it, it's it's priceless. Anyway, uh, so I made in the NX7. How'd that go? It, it went well for about the first four and a half minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I was the only person out at the field. I've had nights bit- like that, too. Yeah, <laughs> and then it all went downhill yeah. from there. And th- those were the good nights, right, Nick? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She let me know she was not happy. <laughs> okay. Anyway, let's get back to the story. Uh, the the uh, the weather finally broke, and I'm sure we'll hear about that uh, from Jesse and Nick as well. But it's been raining here for probably i don't know like six years straight and we got a couple of days of uh, break in the weather it actually cleared up to the point where the sun was out no clouds cold as hell now not nearly as cold as what you're dealing with dan so i'll spare you the the complete and total whining (laughs) but i ended up getting out to my field and lo and behold it was not underwater and not covered in ice 
So I was the only person out there. I figured, what the hell? Let's uh, let's get the NX7 Maiden. Last week, I had talked about, uh, you know, getting it idling in the front yard and the guys asking me about my idling drone. So I brought the idling drone out to my field this week and fired her up and got, like I said, about four and a half minutes into uh, a tank, breaking it in. Right. Everything's going great beautiful blubbery rich ys91 i was like immersed in smoke it was spiritual and then (laughs) something changed and it went from blubbery rich to uh about as lean as i have ever heard an engine ever get in my entire life in the hobby i'm talking like ultra lean like it was ready to eat itself So, of course, I immediately throttle hold, shut the engine off, bring it down. Uh, No big deal. I was just hovering and moving it around. So the heli is perfectly fine. You go over there. The engine is so hot that I went to go and check it with my finger and burnt my fingertip. Uh, And and so this is a nitro, right? It's not supposed to get that hot. (laughs) I could yeah, good smell thing you only touched it with your finger. I could smell burning <laughs> things like burning plastic or oil <laughs> or something that is not supposed to be part of the typical odor of a nitro. <laughs> and then when I when I got down really close to inspect, you could hear I, it could, sizzling. I could hear it gurgling and oh. boiling. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I, at this point, I am like completely clueless. I don't know what the hell happened. Uh, I'm pissed. I didn't want to bother trying to get it started again, because after something like that, I didn't expect it would even be worth the effort. Hey, Justin, so, do you know the temperature at which nitro boils? Yeah, I think you're going to tell me. Yeah. $548. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, nice. Sorry. Okay, continue on. Yeah. So that one up. Yeah. Anyway, I know. Yeah. He's he's been working on that. After we're done with the story, I'm going to ask you where you came up with the 548. That was uh, on the fly. Okay. Good. Good call. Well done. Not too far off. So anyway, uh, with my tail between my legs, I packed up and went home and proceeded to disassemble the thing. Uh, didn't even bother, you know, taking small steps to take a look through the exhaust port. Whole fucking engine comes out of the helicopter because I know it's over. I mean, it's it's freaking toast, dude. We're not tiptoeing so, around this. Uh, I get the engine out and I begin to. So I, I looked in the exhaust port and it's exactly as I expected. Um, ring does not look happy. Uh, I think the terminology I I gave Nick and Dan over the phone was. Uh, it looked it was so damn shiny. It looked like it came out of a jewelry store. I'm talking like if you if unless you squinted, you couldn't tell the difference between the ring and the side of the piston like it was all just one nice. piece. Right. Beautiful. Yeah. So I go to pull the head off and I notice two of the six head bolts are loose. And I'm talking like not not kind of like a little bit less than finger tight. I put the driver in there and there two or three threads backed out already from fully down below rundown torque. 
like just flopping around. And of course, that that keyed me in as to maybe what could be going on here. Uh, Pulled the head off and the piston. Surprisingly, the piston didn't have a hole in it. I was expecting to see a hole in the piston or at least bits and pieces blown off. It was actually mostly intact, but there was a nice big brownish black scorch mark across one side uh, and it matched up with the same shape of scorch mark on the head and the Mm -hmm. little copper shim uh, and they were all biased towards the two loose screws so what i uh, hypothesize was happening was that things were going perfectly fine and for whatever reason those bolts came loose already and with a little bit of extra vibration from the rich running they loosened up enough to completely lose any load on the head and the head popped open on the side and boom that was the end of that so that was my maiden flight. The heli was doing great. <laughs> I mean, I was having a blast. <laughs> I'm sitting there in the smoke, just loving it until all of this shit happened. Uh, so, you know, I mean, uh, it turns out after having done some research, this is not quite as rare as I expected. Dan, you had something similar to this happen, right? Yeah, but I didn't have head bolts go loose on mine. Yeah, what was yours? You, you, I think you said yours. You expected was the seal, although no one ever gave you confirmation. That's the, what they ended up. That's what they ended up replacing when they replay when they fixed it. They put a new needle in it. Okay. Well, this was a brand new engine, never, never touched before. Uh, looked up a couple of things online. The Turek in particular, apparently, I found four or five threads where people had the exact same thing happen. Either ended up with a a loose head bolts or um, the carburetor was loose or there was something. Long story short, either a defect in manufacturing or assembly that resulted in the thing basically cratering itself on the first or second flight. Uh, so Mr. YS USA Richard is not available at this time, but will be probably when this show comes out on Monday and I will be getting in contact with him. Uh, a main told me when they were the people I bought it from, they couldn't do anything about it and I should go directly to YS. So that is what I'm going to do. Um, I'm really bummed about it because I was looking forward to spending the weekend of really nice weather flying my new nitro. And now I get to sit there and look at it on my bench without an engine in it uh, because I blew the fucking thing up. (laughs) So did, did you check the head bolts before the motor went in the heli? No. Have you ever checked the head bolts? Yes. Was it a brand new motor? Yeah. Oh, it was. I don't. I can't say I have then. No. Yeah, yeah it was a, a brand new one. Brand new on motor. A used one. Def- yes. Oh I yeah, will. dude. If it was a used one, I would check everything. Well, yeah, I and, agree. And because of your pain and suffering, I will from now on. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> lesson learned. Yeah, it's a lesson learned. All right. 
So these other four threads, very similar, like two or three bolts on the head loose. and bam. Yeah, one guy had one or two. One guy had like half of them loose. Uh, one guy had <laughs> the, and that was the other thing. My glow plug was loose as well, which is really weird, really weird. And the only thing I can guess is uh, when the bolts came loose and I started running lean, I mean, the engine is hammering the shit out of itself um, and it may have jarred the glow plug loose, but that thing was tightened the hell down. So that is absolutely not what caused the problem. Um, there was one guy that had a hot, the high needle O-ring was apparently pinched or cut or had a flaw in it and he had an air leak in that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, these extra threat, these other threads, Dan, all had similar themes. Hmm. I don't know. It's very, very weird. God, I love Nitro. I Yeah, well, that and so that was that was the first thing I thought is, well, I'm back into Nitro. Here, here we go. Uh, luckily, my good buddy Dan was kind enough to ship me. The spare Turek edition motor that he uh, stole from me that we mm-hmm. talked about last weekend off the forums <laughs> for 250 bucks. So that should come in midweek and at least I can get things uh, up and running with that while I figure out what the situation is on my motor. So, yeah, uh, big bummer. I'm pissed. I'm not going to let it bother me in terms of, um, you know, slowing me down or anything like that, because I know for a fact it was nothing that I did uh, other than having bad luck. I feel like I should go play the lottery now. Wow. Yeah, you know, that's one I, way to do it. Do you really think it's nothing you did? I mean, I'm I'm not saying that I do it, but do you think maybe you should have checked the bolts? Nope. No? No. <laughs> no, when you go buy a new car, do you go pop the valve cover off and check yeah. the head bolts? When was the <laughs> last time you checked to make sure that the, the, the bolts on your electric motor were set correctly or that the case bolts on your ESC were holding shit together? Fuck that. If there were only six bolts on my car, I would probably have checked them before I bought it. Nope. Just saying. Sorry. I will now. I mean, for, for the record, I, I will yeah. now. <laughs> But I have not in the past. Yeah, I mean, if if that's the expectation, then that shit needs to be said is that, hey, we're going to assemble this five hundred dollar engine and hand it to you ready to run. But we may or may not have actually assembled it correctly. (laughs) Yeah. And it's you know, like I think about back like with helicopter kits, you kind of know that's just seems to be general knowledge. If there's any pre-assembled parts, you know, they it may not be tightened. They may not be Loctited. You tear it down, you rebuild it. But yeah, not with a nitro engine. Yeah, sorry, dude. Okay. I hear you. I mean, I, I appreciate your devil's devil's advocacy, but um, I, I I don't think that's reasonable. Okay. Although I would like to hear others' opinions, if you agree with Dan or if you agree with me that. You should be able to pull the damn thing out and let it rip. 
I've owned, we've all owned several nitro engines before of yeah. various sizes and brands. Have you guys ever had that issue? No, never had that. Issue. Right. No. Yeah. But I can't say that I did not. I don't know if I did. Chances are I didn't, but I'm guessing at some point I did throw a wrench into one of those to see if it was loose. On the head? Yeah, just. Well, how about this? You should definitely do that with your toxic Al engines. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, man. Hey, I mean, that would be even more painful than blowing up a Turek. At the end of the day, you can still pick up one of those for like 350 bucks. Your engines are what, like five or 600? Yeah, close to it. Yeah, that's pricey. You had one of those grenade too. Did I? The sense of a trash. Yes. You totally killed your toxic out motor. Oh, yeah. What was the problem with that, though? Tuning. No, no, no. (laughs) Hold on. Was it? No, hold on. Yeah. No, no, no. You're right. You're right, Dan. That was the one where I got myself mixed up and I was tuning it like a nitro. Off the, yeah, with the nitro starting, the starting settings for nitro. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. You're right. No, that was completely my fault. That was like a an astacular bonehead move. <laughs> astacular bonehead. Yes. I dig it. However, simply installing a new inbox nitro into my helicopter and flying it, I don't understand how that could be considered a problem. Ah, oh, well, we'll see. Yep. We'll see. Uh so yeah, that's that's a majority of my week. Um did uh did the other engine show up? Are you still gonna be in the air this weekend? No, I won't. No, this happened okay. when did this happen? Yesterday. uh no, not yesterday. Yeah, it happened yesterday actually. Or okay. two days ago. So by the time by the time it happened and I kinda got my wits about me and Dan and I talked. He sent it out yesterday. I think you said, Dan, it was going to be in midweek. Wednesday. So it should be up and running for next weekend. So that's that's not horrible, but it's still a bummer. Um, I did, however, uh, let's see. What else did I do? I made a McMaster car order, which I was excited about because I do a couple of times a year, kind of like you guys do with Hobby King, right? Except for me, it's fasteners. So I've got a load of fasteners coming, uh, set screws and socket heads and button heads. How many are you, how many are you buying? Um, well, so you, if you've ordered, I'm sure you've ordered from McMaster before, Dan, yeah. and you know that yeah. you can't usually choose quantity. So it's one of those things where depending on the size, it comes in packs of like 25 to 100. Mm-hmm. So I've probably got like three or 400 fasteners coming. <laughs> But it only cost me like twenty five bucks. That's not bad. I don't. I don't really? have fasteners from Master. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, Jesse. I, yeah, got, I thought it was a little more spendy than that. No yeah, way, I dude. Go through Tacoma Screw. Yeah, Tacoma Screw is what we use actually at my job, um, and they do really well. Also, but the reason I, I go McMaster is because, like Hobby King, I always find other shit that I want to buy. Oh yes. yeah, and yeah. this time. I was telling Nick, uh, I got the idea in my head after torching the nitro that any soft goods were probably suspect. Uh, those also being the little 
uh, fluoropolymer O-rings on the Hattori header, right? The pipe header. So I went and specced out the O-rings and found the AS568A equivalent, which for those who want to know is a dash 211. And I got a package of 25 of those for like $4. And they're like nice. eight bucks for two. For, and they're eight, four. eight bucks for <laughs> two or four. Yeah. So if yeah. you guys, if you guys want any uh, O-rings, let me know. I would be happy to share. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so I think that's mostly it. I didn't glue anything to myself this week. Nice yeah. work. Yep. Didn't get any other flying in other than I feel the- like it's a toss up. It's either you blew up an engine or you glued <laughs> something to your head. <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest, I would take the gluing so- stuff to myself many times over blowing up another nitro engine. I hear you. I agree. Oh, well. So who's next? How about you, Jesse? Yeah, I'll go next. When it comes to flybarless systems, there are so many on today's market, it can be very difficult to decide which one is right for you. You really have to look past the price and start focusing on other things like customer service, product support, and of course, features and flight capabilities. In my mind, the Spartan Vortex Flybarless system ranks right near the top when it comes to these categories. Their product support and customer service is second to none. They are constantly updating their units to improve the flight performance and bring you more features. So when shopping for your next Flybarless system, visit spartan-rc.com. This week, geez, it's been a few weeks. Has been a few and, weeks, you slacker. I know, right? I can't can't help all these natural forces that are just keeping me from freaking recording. But so no, a few as? weeks ago, well, a few weeks ago, it was the are we recording Thursday? Are we recording Friday? Deal, and I'd already made plans Friday, and that ended up being the night of choice. So, Hale and I went down and saw a Christmas light display. So that was my that was my excuse for that week. And then last week, it just kind of sucked because I was all ready to record. And then Thursday morning, so get this, you you know, going through the work week thinking, all right, finally, with the holiday season, going to get myself a four-day weekend, or actually a five-day weekend, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, last weekend. And Thursday morning, wake up sick and spent the whole weekend hardly having a voice, sore throat, sore sinuses, headache. It just the you know the whole head cold thing. So spent the entire weekend just cold medicine, cough drops. Yeah, no fun. So I don't know how many times I got to tell you when you're cooking the meth, you got to use a respirator, <laughs> or do it in a you know better ventilated area. <laughs> that shit'll get you every time, man. Yeah, in the the closet was probably not a good good choice for that. So no, not a good right, choice. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll remember that. But I did get some flying in over the last couple of weeks believe it or not. So I think two weeks ago, I made it out on Friday um, by myself out to a public works, normal flying spot. And it was great. It was pretty cold out, but I did get a few flights in on the nitro and a handful of flights in on the E7. And if you remember, I've, I've been hitting the sim lately. And so it was great to get out and finally start I don't know, working on some of the basics again. Honestly, like the first five flights or so did not do 
anything fancy. I would say not even really any 3D maneuvers, just all hovering every orientation, circuits in every orientation, just working on all flight orientations, um, all directions, just trying to get really get back to the basics. So um, really, really successful day. And there was a lot of those. So, you know, you know, when you're flying and all of a sudden close call or maybe an, an orientation that you're not hundred percent comfortable with and everything just, Oh shoot. You know, you just tense up really quick and you have that like, whoo, like you miss, like you missed something or you got lucky. Yeah. There was a lot of those that <laughs> day. So there was a lot of those. Oh, check the shorts. Okay. We're good to go. Still in the air. Finish the flight. <laughs> Glad to see it in one piece at the end. So overall, really good day. And then the following week, I made it out again, and I think this was the day that uh, Nick, you met, or I met you out there. You beat me out there. Yeah. And we got in a bit of flying. So Nick was out there, and I should also mention Nick's trailer because it's no longer enough that just Nick's at the field because it really doesn't mean anything unless he brings his trailer. Hmm. Sorry, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair. But, <laughs> but no, that thing is, it was great. Just, you know, you popped up one of the sides, you had the heater going in there, and we just kicked back and. Had an awesome day flying. Got a eight to ten maneuvers checked off the proficiency um, program that I'd you know I'd practiced a little bit the week before. Hit it on the sim, and so did a little bit of proficiency stuff, kind of sneaking it in there before the uh, end of the year. But once again, it was just you know another great day. It was cold out, but having the having the trailer and the heater in there kind of definitely made up made up for the cold and made it tolerable. So. Not too bad there. And then now this last week, um, recently I've gotten back into using the 3D printer quite a bit. Um, I did, you know, I did a little bit of work on it and actually flashed some new firmware on it. So I kind of unlocked it. It, And I had just a cheap printer where you had to use the designated filament and you had to buy, use their software, their slicer. So you, you're kind of locked into all this proprietary stuff. And that's kind of where they get you by you know selling the printer so cheap. So completely unlocked the printer. I can use whatever filament I want now, whatever slicing software I want. And I've been going at it the last couple of weeks. So one thing that I'm working on helicopter related is a um, receiver pack, a receiver tray extension on the N7. So as you've heard me mention before, the thing runs a freaking huge receiver pack. I want to say it's a Gen Z 4000 or something like that. And with how I have the N7 wired, there's the V-bar and then the little V-control satellite right up at the top of the receiver pack. And they're just, the uh, the Gen Z's pack just hangs way off. So, you know, unsupported. I just have a single strap of Velcro on there to hold it on, but... Just wanted something a little bit longer. And so it was pretty cool. Modeled up the front of the N7 and some CAD software and then integrated the tray so that it's it supported off the existing receiver tray. And then it actually uses one of the frame cross members to just get wedged in there. So you don't need any screws. It's just held into place by the existing receiver tray and one of the cross members. So just have one more print on that just to print a little bit higher density version. But that should be ready to drop in here by the end of this weekend. Nice. And so, yeah, cool little little side project. I've been trying to, you know, brainstorm, think out of the box and think of some little corks or, you know, whatnot that each heli has and see if there's possibly some parts that can be designed to uh, yeah, just make make it a little little better. And 
if for nothing else, it, it looks cool. Get some, you know, you can buy any color filament you want and print out some different different parts and yeah. And lastly, for this week, I'm just gonna take a guess, but probably by the time you guys hear this show, the E7 will be up for sale. Whoa! Wow! What the hell happened? Well, I mean, if you remember back like a month or so, we were talking after Nick and I had a couple long conversations just going, okay, think about next season, think about getting back to having fun and really just reevaluating the fleet. And I've already decided the Nitro's not going anywhere. I still love flying the N7 and you know, that one definitely has has its place in the fleet for the foreseeable future. Mhm. Now the the E7 you know, I just thought for a beater electric parts pricing and you know other things. I just I think there's potentially better options out there. Um, just for getting back to that every weekend, going out, beating so, up the helicopter. So when's your goblin coming in? Oh, please oh, don't tell me you bought a Dan. goblin, dude. Oh my goodness! And I would quit the show if I bought a goblin. <laughs> Oh, sure gonna be we're gonna miss you yeah <laughs> no 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 goblin no goblin i actually haven't ordered anything yet okay uh, well what what are you thinking of ordering or do you just not know so, yet a compass yeah go, going back man i going think that's back. the only thing that would be more surprising than the goblin dan <laughs> no 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 i'm not going back to compass either um keeping that one in the past but right now i'm honestly looking at the protos Oh, I yeah, knew it. The V2. I really, really am. I've been doing a lot, a lot of research, reading, talking to guys that are flying them. And I don't know, man. It's pretty hard to dig up any dirt. Um, Dude, it's, on that it's helicopter. a badass helicopter, isn't it? I mean, I've just been, and I've really been looking, going, okay, I want no surprises. Like, you know, sticking with that theme, I want to fly this thing every single weekend. And I don't want to have any issues. So with that in mind, the entire time, I've really been digging and looking and reading. And so far, I honestly just can't find any deal breakers, um, especially you know, when it comes to price and all that type of stuff. It, it really seems like a like a solid heli at a good price. Um, and so right now, you know, they're currently out of stock, so it's not like I could go order one right now if I wanted to. Um, but that's kind of the direction I'm leading. And hopefully, if if that's the direction I decide to go with, you know, I I do think it would serve me well for the for the next season and the next year. So we shall see. But regardless, E seven's going up for sale. I I want something new, fun, interesting. Whether it ends up being the Protoss or not, it will be something different. So, what have you have you put any thought into the seven sixty six, dude? Some, but. I just don't see if I was going to. Okay. So for the 766, that would basically be, you know, full 800 components. So different motor, speed controller, kind of upgrading all that stuff where I could definitely get into the Protos, you know, basically swap everything over for now out of the E7 and put that into the Protos and be into it a lot cheaper uh, than the 766. And then also with That's the 766, fair. you get, but, and then you get right back to the expensive parts. I, I th- and I think that's one of the main things is flying that, you know, larger blades, 
more expensive parts. Is that really going to be a heli that I'm want to that I'm going to go out every weekend and beat on? Because now you got to figure I won't have a 700 electric, so that will be my day in day out uh, beater. And I just I don't know if that heli quite fits that mold. Yeah, I I think I agree with you. I don't think a 750 beater makes sense, with the exception of if you did go with the protos. You know, mm-hmm. the extra 40 or 50 bucks for the stretch kit, you know, not considering the additional costs of crashed blades. That's that's yeah. really the killer because you're yeah, going to end yeah, up that, spending 40 or 50 bucks a crash more just on blades. Yeah. And that just comes with the territory. You know, that's kind of expected. But no, that's that's also one of the major draws of the Protoss is it's super easy and cheap to just swap the thing over and say, what the heck, I'm going to give it a try. Yep. So it it may still give me that opportunity to dabble around with the 750-800 class as well. And so we so might be missing it. And if anyone knows any huge negatives, send them over. I have not pulled the trigger yet. But, you know, from what I've been seeing and reading right now, I just I can't really dig anything up. So huh. other than that, it's uh, yeah, it's been a couple uh, pretty good weeks looking forward to hopefully getting some more flying in this weekend as justin kind of mentioned the weather's cold but clear i think it's fair to say that we all love a good deal but why is it that whenever i need to order parts i can't find a coupon code or a sale on what i actually need well that's why i shop at lower heli they simply have the lowest prices all the time from my personal favorites like SAB, Hobby Wing, and now V-Control, to Align, Pulse, tons of other brands, and even a great selection of FPV equipment. So stop wasting your time chasing discount codes and weekend sales. Head on over to Lower Heli to get what you need when you need it. That's www.lowerheli.com for the lowest everyday prices. I've been busy this week. Yeah? Doing yeah. What? And I kept quiet about it on purpose because I wanted to make a run, a run for the end. So in conjunction with the DT520 review, I decided, hey, I need to get a bunch of flights on this thing for reliability purposes. And it did. It cleared up big time this week. Almost every day was just beautiful. Now, cold, very, very cold, but beautiful. So I went, brought my brought my GT500 charger and uh, told work that I was going to kind of split up my lunch a little bit. And I think four out of five days, I flew at lunch. Nothing but are you ready for this? Let's talk about painful. Nothing but those stupid, ridiculous center heading circles. <laughs> Four nice. days of center heading circles. The I was eight. seriously expecting you to come and say, man, I busted my ass, but I made it to level seven. And you're still no center heading circles. Well, so, and here's why. So I'm listening to the show last week and we were talking about, uh, 
you know, we're talking about the proficiency deal and, and the end of the year. And Justin, you had made a comment that we did our bet on just the number of maneuvers. And you were actually wrong. Did it on the percentage. No, no, I said we did it on the percentage. No, that's not what we did. We actually did it on a completed level plus how many maneuvers you got for that level. So any, like, let's say I, I completed one through four, but I had a bunch in five and a bunch in six. Those don't count. You have to, I mean, the ones in five count, but oh, all the ones dude, in I six. dude, I just listened to that show. Am I wrong here? I think you're we wrong. Have, we have a clip that has the whole explanation in it coming up shortly. Oh, okay. Good. Well, okay. Well, yeah, we'll figure okay. it out. Either way, you're not going to lose, Nick. You weren't, no. you weren't close to losing to begin with, even if you didn't do anything for the last week. <laughs> no. Well, those are those maneuvers were ones that I had just completely put off because they suck. They're hard. Oh, yeah, they are. They are. And they I are had a gone pain in the ass and they're scary. Way past them. Yeah, and I had gone way past them. So when I thought that I realized that level wouldn't count at all, you know, and to, unless I, I see finished what you mean. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, I have hell to no. Do this. Oh, my gosh. I have to do this. So, yeah, four flights every day just on those. And I got them. I had to have one of the guys at work sign me off, which is a little bit. I understand that's a little bit. Eh. But I figured at that point, if I just put four flights for four days out there doing these, like, I'm going to be, I am going to criticize myself just fine. But I did make him go out there, and it was so cold. Oh, my gosh. Not fun. But, yes, yeah. that was pretty much my week. So uh, you did you get all of them? Uh, all of those, yes. I got the okay, the circles and the figure eights were the only two that I didn't that have was... off of that level. So that was that was remind me that's level three, isn't it? Yes, that's correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I had done a bunch in four and some in five and some in six and and all all that, but in my mind it didn't count because I I I didn't complete it. So, yeah, the good news is I can report back that um, while I was definitely not beating on it, I haven't had any, haven't had a single issue with uh, with the 520 yet. Um, I did strip out a main gear a while back, which was my fault because you for, I forgot to uh, set the set the mesh properly after a motor swap. <clears throat> yeah, apparently you have to do that now. Been living in goblin. <laughs> no. Been living in goblin world a little long. Um, but yeah, past that, it was good. I had a lot of fun. It, it's tough to fly when it's cold, really tough, especially without the trailer. I don't know how I used to ever do it, but it's yeah. looking, uh, the weather is oh, still holding just solid, amazing for this weekend. So tomorrow I'm going to drop my son off out at mom's house. My, my wife's at work, head out to the field and uh, really get some, try and get some solid, I mean, fun, just 3D flights. Last weekend, it was so cruddy that the only flights that I got, I did a bunch of trimming and hovering and stuff like that in the backyard. 
So it was uh, pretty boring. But on the flip side, I got my models, like how I had talked about the the procedure for tuning for the super flat pyros on V-Bar. I got all of my normal models just freaking dialed. I mean, oh, it is so cool to sit there and watch them pirouette full speed and it's like the disc doesn't even move like a quarter of an inch it's awesome i love that absolutely love that sweet dude yeah huh I, i'm still uh my dummy I, I got an invoice and i forgot to pay for my shipping and then it just sat there in my in my email and it was my fault so i went like a week and a half just sitting there waiting for my 50 amp hobby wing to show up for the 380 and it was my fault that it wasn't here that one will have to wait a little bit longer but it's being patient um ordered a couple packs for it so that should be that should be flying here soon and yeah then i'm then i'm down to one let's see one 700 left oh and um i am going to be throwing uh, for those of you who are curious, Hobby Wing is releasing a 120. So that's a low voltage 120. So I'm going to be putting that in the 570 to try that out. And then I also got wind that, and you guys are going to be, this is pretty cool. This is a big deal for a lot of people. And are you ready for this, Justin? I'm ready. 14S. 130. Oh, interesting. Now that could work out really nice. Yep. Don't know. I know they're trying a BEC and no BEC version, but I can't say, I don't know for sure which one is going to go to production. They need to have a BEC. Hobby Wing, listen, you need to make it work with a BEC. (laughs) Sorry. This ain't no YGE shit. Yeah, I wish they all did. I mean, truthfully, I really, really do wish that they all did. I think that's it. After changing my custom charging case about 12 times now, I've really come to appreciate what the guys at Progressive RC bring to the hobby. With a huge selection of charging accessories such as balance boards, charge leads, connectors, adapters, case fans, and more, you'll be sure to find exactly what you need to make your custom charging system really shine. And if you're not interested in going DIY style, then hit them up for one of their turnkey charging systems. Just choose your options and you'll be charging in no time. Head on over to www.progressiverc.com today and get that spark back into your hobby. Progressive RC, taking charging to the next level. Yes, that leaves me. That does. It does. Oh, well, I had a bit of bad news this week when it comes to my trailer. <laughs> Did you get? I know I told Nick about it. Have you got? Have Justin? You and Justin? Yep. Uh, have you? You guys heard this? I think so. Ugh. So, uh, I, it was. It was must have been Wednesday of last week, no, or Thursday of last week. Anyway, a few days ago, 
I was uh, I got a phone call on my way home from work. Trailer's going to be in next week. Sweet. And then we were just kind of talking, and then he just, oh, by the way, you know, $12,100. I'm like, uh, what? He he repeated the number, and I'm like, that's that can't be right. He goes, well, for said, two trailers? I, yeah. <laughs> I said, I said, I have a quote at home from you guys that we both signed. Um, $6,795, right at, right at $6,800. And, um, he's like, oh, that, that can't be right. <laughs> I said, well, yeah, it's, it's right because we both signed it. And anyway, uh, fast forward a day or so, I took it in the quote in and, um, Somewhere along the line, and they weren't going to fess up where or how, but apparently somewhere the paperwork got mixed up, and so they started building this trailer that wasn't the trailer that I ordered on my order number. And so basically they said, well, okay, there was a mix-up, but do you want us to go ahead and start building your trailer? Start building it. Start building it. And I was like, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Give me, you know, give me some time to think about it, but, uh, I'm not real sure what I'm going to do there. I, it was just so, God, I couldn't believe it. I was so pissed off. And just, uh, when they told me the trailer is going to be in, I was like, oh, that is awesome. Turns out that, uh, not the case. So they did mention though, that they would, you know, add some more shit in or take some money off. I went ahead and went ahead and ordered, you know, had them start another one. So theoretically, I guess what I could do is go down that road again, maybe add a few things um, or get a cheaper price on it. I'm kind of torn because I was looking just looking at some like toy haulers and I found a toy hauler. And I was kind of thinking that, oh, maybe I'll go down that road. I don't know. I went to look at one. It was really nice. I still don't know what I'm going to do, but it's got to be figured out by spring. I just don't know which way I'm going to go yet. So time being, I got the little one set up outside. I've been working on on the uh, gasser out there. It's kind of cool. Nice. Which one? <laughs> uh, carries. Gotcha. Everything's great, except I don't necessarily know if it's a conversion for a new person. Right, because if you kind of don't have an idea of what the end game is when you're building a helicopter, there's some, there could be potential confusion in the instructions themselves for the conversion. Now, now, just let me just clarify something there, Dan. Are you saying to the to the new builder of a goblin or a gasser or just in general? I would say just in general, because the gob the the goblins got great instructions, right? Um, but where, where, where the line gets a little muddy is, you know, you're, you're not building the goblin per the manual. The build thread that Carrie has online is taking a donor heli that's complete and then taking the parts out of it and then re reinstalling the, the conversion parts. So it's a, I'm not saying it's a, it's a problem. It certainly isn't a problem. What I am saying is if you have never built a heli before, Maybe, maybe don't start with this one. 
You know, it's kind of the same thing I said about all the other gassers I built back when I was doing the Bergens and the RJX stuff. Gassers are a little bit, they're, they're a little different beast, right? And the conversion itself, the instructions for the conversion kit, uh, other than Carrie's guidance online, which is adequate, it's a little lacking. Uh, and it just takes a little bit of thought. And you can't just rush through it. You have to really be sure, uh, you know, you have to take your time and do, do it proper, right? You can't just, you can't just shake it together like you can in a line. <laughs> yeah right exactly so it's not a big deal i'm not saying that it's a big deal it's just a little heads up if if you're interested or thinking about doing something like that uh it's certainly uh especially if you're more mechanically inclined or if you've built small like maybe higher end rc cars or you know your your attention to detail is such that it, it it's makes it easier but if you don't really know how to build a helicopter if you've never built one, uh, maybe go buy, you know, like a little line or something and put it together first. It's just something I'm noticing, but it's going together great. The machining is the tolerances that they put on on these parts is just spectacular. They really took some time to ensure quality control in the machining of the conversion parts themselves. Man, they fit together so nicely. And but when I say nicely and tolerance. I don't mean under tolerance and like you have to get the Dremel out or the file out. I'm talking like jigsaw puzzle perfectness with tolerance. Wow. It's just everything just fits so nicely and it's coming along. I was on Skype uh, out in the trailer with Ken trying to convince him that he needs to start building his 380. Uh, so we were going through, he, he was opening up the, 380 box and showing me all the parts. Pretty excited. He's working on a, an align that he has right now. He wants to get that done before he gets going. But so we've been hanging out on Skype, kind of doing the late night building <laughs> thing. So nice. Yeah, it's been kind of fun. We're, uh, I, I'm enjoying the shit out of it. To have the trailer here, you know, I turn it on when I get home, the heat on when I get home from work, come inside, grab some dinner. Half hour later, I will go back out there and it's just toasty warm in there. And, uh, you know, got a computer and some music and a helicopter to build. And it's, it's a lot of fun having a lot of fun with it. So no flying because the weather here, it was, uh, so cold. It's been right about zero for the past four days here. Weren't yeah. you supposed to be getting like a heat wave in the next little bit here though? I mean, relatively like thirties, forties, well, supposed to get up to the mid thirties, right? Starting tomorrow for about a week. That's during the day, and it's supposed to get, still get pretty chilly at night, but we're not supposed to get any snow. It's supposed to be sunny, so a lot of the snow that is here hopefully goes away, but it's been snowing pretty much every day for a week and a half, so we've got a lot of snow right now. We can send it to your house, Justin, if you'd like. No, I think I'm good. But you're always talking about how you want snow, and you like snow. Yeah, I, I actually awesome. do. I do like snow around the holidays, you know, little bits and pieces, not the whatever you were talking about last time, eight or 10 inches and negative temperatures. Screw that. Something came in this week. I ordered a, uh, I'm finally going to put my money where my mouth is. And I bought the Soko Heli tool. boy, Nice. nice. Yeah. yeah. I've been meaning to do it for a long time and I kept looking oh. at it and- Okay, go. I just remembered something. This is important, but go. I'll I'll throw it in. 
I looked, I kept looking and they were out of stock everywhere. But then I remembered they had the US, the USA warehouse, right? It was here three days later. Nice. So, Perfect. So if you're looking for a Soko Heli tool and you can't find one at the big retailers, they've got their shop. And I don't, I think it's in California, but I don't, don't quote me on that. Might be back East. But anyway, it took me three days to get it. So that came in. That's exciting stuff. And, uh, no, just, uh, continue working on the, uh, on the gassers and uh, get those flying hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Once, you know, of course, once I get some fly barless controllers. Oh, you still don't have those, huh? No. To the point where I must think I might put an icon on this, on this first one just to get it going. Do oh. it. Get it going, man. Come on. Got to do what I got to do. You know? So we'll see. Yeah. I got a bunch of them, right? Yeah. I mean, I- I'd rather fly that than nothing. So let's see. That about wraps my week up. We'll uh, I'll report back further on the trailer idea. I mean, there's not a big rush, although summer, you know, the side flying season is going to be here before we know it. Uh, but still, even if I do decide to go with having them build me another one, uh, you know, it's two months out. So I should have something figured out by the end of January. So there we go. What's your uh, your uh, important bit of? Oh yeah, information. I fired up the virtual main shaft tool this week. All right. Finally, the Soko Heli one, the app and decided that I was going to go through it. Like, cause Justin's like, dude, okay, here's the deal. Yes, I know it's got some quirks, but it's really sweet. Once you get it figured out, I'm like, yeah, okay. All right. All right. All right. Cause I was finishing up the 500 sport. Yeah, it's got some quirks. <laughs> I It took me far longer than I thought. And in the end, I actually gave up on it because it wasn't working. I couldn't get it right. Like, I was just like, nah, I'm, I'm missing something here. I know that I'm missing something. But it, it was like, nah, this ain't right. So then I'm talking to Justin on the phone. We got it figured out. And he didn't know. It's funny because he has the, the plate, the Soka Heli tool plate, and I have the entire tool with the, you know, with the level and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, when I bought mine, I didn't actually get one with a level. I just got the basic helical, and then I used my own, my own little uh, level meter. Yeah. So... In the app, and here's the kicker, in the first part of the app where you are basically um, teaching the the SoCo what direction your main shaft is, we'll call that, That's that would be what I would say is the first half, you have to pay attention to the, to the blue balls and the black balls. So just watch it when you're doing that. I mean, pay attention closely to each picture. Especially like because, the blue balls. Yes, you got to yeah. watch the blue balls. Got to watch the blue balls. As you're going oh, around, you know, one picture will be to line up uh, the blue one, which is the one that has uh, the blue ball would be the, the corresponding ball that goes up to the link which your Soko Heli tool is mounted to. And then the black one would be the opposite one. So that would be like the the swash ball that um, would lead up to your other blade grip. 
and they switch as you go around. They kind of throw some random black ones in there. So you're just going around placing it, you know, where it tells you to and reading the measurement, but then it'll throw in a black one. So that one threw me off a little bit because I was just going around and moving the blue one. Once I got that, now I got that figured out. My own. I was like, oh, dummy. Okay. Uh, if you just followed the actual instructions, then it would have worked just fine. And I was expecting that that was going to be the hang up. I was like, eh, okay, I could see that. So I get to the second part. Yeah, no, not so much. And here's what's going to throw everyone off. When you are moving it around at this point, doing the measurements, now you're going to level the swash. This is where you like actually go through and level the swash. You're, you're moving it around, taking measurements at, at each kind of like swash ball location. You have to pay attention to when you put in your measurement. So let's say it says two and a half degrees, right? So I go in there and I roll up the number two on the little roll dials till it says two and then the 0.5 for the half degrees. In front of that, there is this weird little symbol. It, it looks like a does, cock and balls pointing to the left <laughs> or a cock and balls pointing to the right. That is correct. Or uh, a singular nut in the middle, which would be zero degrees. What that represents. A is single that nut? If, yeah. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, got at it. At zero degrees, it's not going either direction. Yeah, what that it's, little it's symbol staring, represents. It's the stiff one eye staring yes. right in the face. Really? Jeez. Right in the face, buddy. No profile. Like Alfred Alfred Hitchcock. That's what the other two are. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, what that represents is... <laughs> look... <laughs> Someone has a fetish, if you can't tell. Uh, look at the actual Soko, and at the top left-hand corner is the spirit level. And whichever side the bubble is on the spirit level... That's the side that you need to make sure in the app that it's adjusted to. That's what was throwing me off. I, the, the little picture in the app doesn't really look like, it's not like you look at it and you go, oh, that's the spirit level on the gauge. Hey, I better match it up. But what you're basically doing is that is the, the positive and the negative. I mean, that's the difference between telling it positive two and a half degrees and negative two and a half degrees. But in this case, there really is no negative and positive, so to say, because your main shaft's not level. And and so it, what the app needs you to do is just match up the bubble in the picture with the bubble on the spirit level on the top and then put in the numbers. Once you do that, hey, what do you know? It works amazing. And then I went back through it. Now, there's some excess descriptions I'm not, the app is still a little clunky. There's a lot of stuff when you set it up for the first time. Now, this is good and bad. Good because it describes everything in there. I mean, everything except the little cock and balls. Yes, Justin, the one thing it doesn't describe. But because of that, there's lots of excessive descriptions everywhere. Once you go through it once and you figure out, hey, wait a minute. All my helis, the swash goes up for positive pitch. All my helis are leading edge. Um, all of my helis are 120 swash. You can skip a ton of these and just go straight to it. 
And that's what I did the second time. And okay, now we are in the, now I'm actually in the ballpark of it's as fast as using, like pulling the head off, putting a swash leveler on there, adjusting that and so forth. Once you do it several times, it's a hell of a lot faster than that. I mean, yes. I can blast through setup on it, and I'm confident that it's not eyeballed. It's not, you know, I don't have to worry about tolerancing on the swash leveler or any of that shit. It's all math, and it works and makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's it's a sweet deal. It really is. It was just, it was difficult to, uh, it was kind of difficult to figure out at first. So I don't know. I'm going to talk to Andy. Um, because now that I have it, it's like, oh, holy cow, I don't, I can't imagine not using it now. So I want to talk to Andy and maybe see if we can't do like a tutorial video or maybe, you know, give him some suggestions on polishing up the app a little bit and, and uh, you know, making it, making some stuff a little more obvious and some a little, a little less, a little less cluttered. But yeah, so I just wanted to report and let everyone know that. That I do love it, and I do think that it's definitely, definitely worth it. Sweet. I'm glad I got it then. Yeah. So um, I'll, I'll be calling you here when I go to use it. Yeah, it's rad. I love not taking the head off anymore. Love it. Awesome. Because I'm that guy that always forgets to tighten down the pinch bolts. <laughs> All righty. How about some news? Do we got news this week? Yeah, we got a little bit of news. I think it's clear that within this past year, Rev Electrics is taking battery charging to a whole new level. Within the last year, we have seen the all-new bump charging system announced and the release of the GT500 charger. The bump charger is something that no one has ever done or seen before. The list of features includes a complete touchscreen interface, charger setup with just the bump of a battery, and V-Bar battery ID integration for all you V-Bar fans out there. So, for more information, be sure to check out RevElectrics.com. Alrighty, guys, this week's news is brought to you by Superiority.com. Dude, man, Larry, give him a call if you need some web stuff. He's the man for you. What do we got for news this week, guys? Well, unfortunately, I'm going to start with the mint part of the news. And if we didn't say something, I feel like we'd be doing it an injustice. But then on the same side, I don't even want to give this ass clown a- any more attention. But some stupid teenager put the same guy that has done that put a pistol on a quad and was firing it, and yes, a real pistol, now put a flamethrower on one. And normally I wouldn't, like, I would just be like, wow, thanks, you're an idiot, and then I would move on. But what caught me with this one is that there's a Hobby King emblem in the bottom of this video. Yeah, what the hell is that? So... I'm like, I'm pretty pissed because. Well, f- from one angle, you can put whatever emblem you want in your personal video 
and it's going to be there until someone. Yeah, that it's true. You, that, you should give them the it. benefit of the doubt. But it certainly I, I, everyone thought the same thing when they saw it. Nick, I looked at that and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is this really endorsed by Hobby King? Huh. A Connecticut teenager named Austin. I don't even Douchebag. I don't even know how the hell to pronounce that. How out? Created a huh. global stir. It's Latin for douchebag. This this shit just drives <laughs> me nuts. Drives yeah, me freaking crazy. Oh, yeah. Go watch the video, guys, because it's um it literally is like, what is it? This is probably like, I would guess a, I don't know. It looks like a, one of those DJI uh, S800 style. Like it's a large multi-rotor. It's not a tiny mm-hmm. little thing. And it's yeah. got a propane tank on the front of it or a, not a propane tank, a like a blowtorch, a propane torch, hand torch. And then I don't know what it's spraying out, but it is some flammable liquid. Um, on a turkey that is sitting on a spit over a fire. <laughs> now, I, I mean, this this is this is fucked up on so many levels. I don't even know where to begin. I mean, uh, sorry, I'm taking over here, Nick, because it was infuriating to me. This dude, not. I mean, well, let's let's think of what is the best thing that we could do here. After the FAA just announces this whole registration thing and the fact that we're entering the national airspace um, and this guy puts a flamethrower on a drone that spews flammable liquid at a turkey in a fucking dry forest. What about that is intelligent? Nothing. Nothing. (laughs) Yeah, not much. Oh, Austin Howitt. Howitt. H-A-U-G-H-W-O-U-T. In this case, the video was backed by Hobby King, an online retailer that it. So it does say that. Mm. Like all smart YouTube creators, Howitt leveraged his fame to entice brands into paying to sponsor his content. In this case, the video was backed by Hobby King. See, for me, like this, this, this pushes me to the point where I, I won't buy from Hobby King anymore. I don't buy a lot, but I usually do my connector orders and stuff like that. Connector and wire. Nah, I'll go somewhere else. I mean, that's just ridiculous. That's going to be the only thing that's... That's going to be the only thing that's going to get them to just, I mean, I don't know. We got to do something to just put Hobby King out of business. This is ridiculous. Such a losing. Mm. It's so, it's such a deflating battle. It really is. It feels, it feels so, it's, it, I don't know. I said it in a post the other day on our listeners corner. You know, our future has already been decided and they'll feed it to us a little bit at a time in our best interest. It's so it's our just, best interest as dictated by them, by exactly. them. Yeah. yeah, because they Not know what's actual. best, you know, yeah. government knows what's best. And if it's shit like this, that helps them decide what, you know, that they know what's best. 
You know, it's well, yeah, because this, this guy this clearly kid, has some uh, registration numbers on that multi rotor. You know? Yeah, <laughs> this, this guy and that trappy guy pushing the limits because they think they can, and look what happens because of it. It's just fuck them. You know, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree just, completely. It's, it's exhausting. It's exhausting because you can't keep bullshit. up with it, right? There are way more douchebags out there that are going to make the hobby look bad than not. Yeah, it's horrible. All right, because well, any any aspect of the hobby looking good just gets gets buried. It doesn't get highlighted like this, you know, like this stuff does. Yep. Yeah. So therefore, it's you know you're screwed right from the beginning. Bad, bad. Yep. All right. Well, I got some good. Um, remember, we had talked a while ago about the Core Seven Hundred, and I believe they had a couple guys at Urcha with them. From what yeah, I, I got hear. to see a handful of them at Urcha. What'd you think of them? I thought it was a really cool looking model. Um, it had it had some pretty interesting innovations, not the least of which was a, a sort of a rounded rectangular boom. Um, it's pretty sharp looking. The only thing I really didn't like is that the canopy has a little, uh, thunder tiger air inlet douche nozzle thing in the front. <laughs> Dude, but you have a goblin. You're used to douchey looking canopies. Oh, <laughs> wow. wow. Jesse. Zing. <laughs> well, so that hurt. Be that as it may. <laughs> A little bit. The goblin canopy does not have a chin. Very true. This does. Very true. It's very. This one doesn't even have a. This is a square chin. Yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't flow at all. Nothing says my batteries hide right here. <laughs> like yeah, exactly. <laughs> it almost looks like they designed the whole heli. And then they were like, like, oh, yeah, shit. this is awesome. And they go to put the, they CG it. And it's like, oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. What are we going to do? Forward. Cut a big hole in the front of the canopy. Oh, <sighs> there they CG. Yeah. Uh, put a douche nozzle over there it. That'll go. work. Is that a banana in your canopy or are you just happy to see me? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Yes. Uh, so anyway, that is up for sale right now. Nine hundred and ninety nine euros for the ones uh, for the one with blades. Uh, that's not a bad price, dude. So that's what mm. that's about twelve fifty thirteen hundred. And I believe it's capable right out of the box of flying seven fifties. Oh, OK. Yeah. So okay. this is comparable to like a goblin. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. eight ninety nine with no blades. Well done. And I would I would read more, but it's um the translator thing is is not working all that great. Fails you. Yes, it it fails me. So uh my apologies if I don't give more details. But go check it out. Uh Hobby Wing has and this one, like they snuck this one. I didn't even know this. So, did you know that there is a 60-amp ESC now, out now? I did not. No. Yeah, I didn't even hear about it. Just a little guy. Uh, I mean, it's 10 amps more than the 50-amp version. Why? 
I think it's because, like, okay, so here's my here's my theory. I think that the 360 to 380 class has gotten so popular that there were a lot of 50 amp ESCs out originally. I mean, we've been able to get 6S 50 amp ESCs for, for a long time, right? But And then it kind of jumped up to like 90 or 100 amps. Well, for the guys who put the big crazy motors in and fly super high head speed, a 50 doesn't really work in a 380 if you're if you're really hard on it. I mean, someone like myself, it'll be absolutely just fine. I'm not worried about it at all. So a lot of the guys are putting 100s in there, but that's way overkill. So I think that's where the 60 came in. My guess is they went, oh, well, we can do a 60 really cheap. That's no big deal at all. Swap a couple components out. I mean, it looks almost identical. That is a wonderful theory, but I think it is incorrect, and I have the answer. Why? Because because if you scroll down the page a little bit. I can't get the website to load. Sorry. (laughs) This is our news. I love it. Okay. So when the web page loads. It won't. Like, it's frozen. I'm trying. I looked at it earlier. What you'll notice is that it says that what is new about the 60 is the so-called DEO technology, driving efficiency optimization, or so-called active freewheeling that's implemented in this ESC that has multiple advantages. Quicker response to the throttle change, higher driving efficiency for longer flight time, lower ESC temperature, and more reliable operation. Nice. So they added uh, freewheeling so, to it. That's sweet. Yeah. And so, and this is a V4 instead of a V3. So my guess is they probably just chose the model that was one of their more popular ones to unveil it on. And then if it goes well, they will release updates, maybe with small changes in currents uh, on the others. Like the 120, maybe the 120 is a V4 too, and it has the same thing. They've even got like a little temperature comparison chart. Yeah, that's oh yeah, cool. it's. I mean, and they yeah. use the word "rapider," rapider, rapider throttle response. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah, my one sixty is freewheeling. Definitely going to be awesomer than the other one. Mm-hmm. I would agree. More awesome. So okay, it's a combination of both. I'm still sticking with my original theory, though. Like, because okay. a 100 is way overkill in a 380, and for. The crazy hard guys of 50 is not quite enough. And so makes sense to me. But that's pretty sweet because my 160 has freewheeling. Yep. But I I believe the other ones do not. So awesome. I like it. Um, Here we go. The Free Sky Horus. Interesting names on all of these. The Horus X12S. This is the new FreeSky transmitter. Um, ooh, this is like, hey, Jetty, look at me. We've got yeah, a screen, yeah. screen on the top. Very nice. All CNC gimbals with six ball bearings, hall sensor, um, and 
extensionable by stick-ins, <laughs> GPS module, wireless trainer system, uh, built-in, wow, three-axis gyro and three-axis acceleration. Can Why? Am I missing something here? Yeah, you are. Jetty has it's, the same thing. Why? Because, now again, not necessarily for helicopters, so I don't want to hear that garbage. Although there are helicopter people that have used it, <laughs> you can use the telemetry controls feature. And, for example, um, anything that can receive that uh, gyroscope or accelerometer input on the radio as telemetry can be used to control something. So for example, if you so chose, you could set it up so that when you tilt your radio back beyond a 45 degree angle, it will report uh, telemetry to you. It'll tell you how much time you have left on your timer, or it will do a bailout or it will throttle hold, um, or it changes different conditions for people that do sailplanes, stuff like that. I, I still like the if you throw the transmitter, it yeah. Now that for you, <laughs> yes. Now that yeah, that's is useful. A, I just I love it. I feel like love it's. It. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've I I love all of the versatility in the jetty, but to me, this is one of those where I think they did it just because they could. Because nope. it's I am going to call bullshit on that because I think that. It's a situation for you guys where you don't know what you don't know. Do you use it, Justin? Yeah, I do. For reporting the telemetry? No, I've that- got it set up so that it tells me my time, my timer. I So wait a minute. See, here's the you deal. have to tilt your radio to... S- I don't, I don't 45 get. degrees and then it tells you your no, time. No, you can... So it's just like... Um, uh, let's see here. So basically you can, you can calibrate the accelerometers mm-hmm. such that you can set the neutral position in whatever orientation you want. So if you're one of those people that fly like without a strap and you fly with the radio, like basically facing down towards the ground at an extreme angle, you could set that as your neutral point and then you can tilt it up. Uh, by a, a number, an angle that you choose. It's not a binary. It's it's fully programmable. And then you can make it do whatever it is that you want to do, or you can tilt it to the side or however you want to do it. This is I, I this is the, the whole story behind Jetty and any of these radios, guys, that are outside the norm in terms of capability is you don't know what you don't know, because when you get one, you will realize that there's shit in there that you never thought you would use or be interested in using. And do you need it? No, but it makes things so much more convenient and easy to do. But here's so the you deal. cannot knock it when I'm flying. Yes, can. I'm interested in flying. I'm not I don't want to do the polka with my radio. There I just want to yeah. fly. I don't I mean. I don't know if I could tip the transmitter and do pyro flips. Like I'm, you know, hey, you, yeah, guys, I, I'm, you guys are missing the point. You're missing the point. <laughs> no, I got the point. No, you, you didn't can. get the point. You tip the radio and it tells you the time. And yeah, it's I really get cool that. And awesome. We get the point. I, and I mean, hey, maybe for sailplanes like that or 
or some gliders, gliders, or maybe in airplanes that is a viable thing. But for me, if I tip my transmitter, like I do not feel comfortable doing that. I'm there to fly. My flight is four minutes long. I have no interest in flipping any extra switches or tilting or twisting or dipping or serenading my radio in any way, shape, or form. I'm there to fly. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. (laughs) Just happened. He's pissed. Keep going. (laughs) No, no, keep going. Um, no, that's it. I'm, I'm just being honest. I, for the record, I think it's like, damn, it, I really have this feeling that there is nothing that they can't do. And, and I'm being genuine there. That's not being sarcastic. I believe that anything that Jetty wants to do in a radio, they have the capability. Or, or I mean, we're talking about Free Sky here. Same concept. Yeah, the same, same idea. It's not that a brand can. thing. I personally think that it is a silly feature that is more of a novelty you haven't used it all of them just this particular one so anyway this thing does look pretty sweet um it's man the list of stuff so it's 16 channel it's got speech telemetry oh geez man receiver match um let's see Inbuilt antenna as default external antenna could be added. Oh, interesting. Wow. Oh, external bay module. Um, They've got trainer ports, MP3 player. It's got the haptic feedback on it. Jeez, man. I mean, crazy. So, yeah, check this thing out. We've got a link in the show notes. Uh, I I don't see a price on here. This is more of just like like an ad. With all of the features on it. Sure looks like a nice radio, though. And that is all I have. Well, I'll tip my radio to that. (laughs) (laughs) Touche. Dustin's not laughing. Two minutes and 30 seconds remaining. Graced the motherland. No, it has nothing to do with that. <laughs> Anybody have any more news? Nope. Native. Alrighty. Well, this week's news is brought to you by Curiosity.com. Dude Man Larry. Have you made the switch yet? Well, if you haven't, then you need to get on the ball. Brought to you by Burt Camera of BK Designs, switch rotor blades are the perfect way to complete that perfect heli setup. From 250 to 800 class blades in precision and aggressive 3D versions, and with tail blades and night blades too, switch blades give you a large variety of options to get your heli flying the way you want to. Head over to www.bkdesignsllc.com Give them a try today, and I'm sure you'll make the switch. So as we typically do at the beginning of each new year, is we go over what we did at the January of the start of the last year, when we make resolutions, well, sometimes some predictions. 
and uh, we decide what the contest uh, of the year is going to be between the four of us. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> have we? We haven't even thought about this this year's contest yet, have we? We're going to think about it over the next few weeks. So, uh, so we don't have to rely on our memory. We actually pulled some clips uh, from the each of us talking mm-hmm. about our resolutions and then moving into uh, some of our fl- uh, resolutions for flying and the pilot proficiency exam, which then, or proficiency exam program, which then leads into the Scrotum Trophy Award, right? Uh, yes. Yep. Oh. Nick's determined to not get the Scrotum Trophy this year. Nope. He's, he's, he just doesn't want to have to carry around the ball sack. Nope. I think we all know who gets that this year, but uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. <laughs> so how do you want to do this, guys? You just want to kind of just play our clips and then uh, mock each other relentlessly about that? And then do the, do yeah, the let's, final. Let's do resolutions first, Dan, and then let's yeah. do predictions afterwards. And we'll do like, okay. uh, you know, hobby predictions and then personal predictions, which are my favorite. Okay. Okay. All right. So this one, Dan, we're going to start with you. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> okay, here it comes. I would like to see 30% of my flights nitro this year. Wow. Yeah. That's an interesting one. Third resolution is, this one's going to, I'm going to have to explain this one. I resolve to crash at least four times this year. Whoa. Okay. Hmm. All right. And here's here's what I mean by Should that. Should be easy. <laughs> well, I, I got. I, I've got. I've December got a, next year, Dan's uh, just stuffing them in. <laughs> I've got to qualify that. What does that mean? Does that mean just arbitrarily crashing a helicopter? No. What that means is the second <clears throat> New Year's resolution, and I make it every year. Mm-hmm. I've yet to keep it, so I'm gonna I'm gonna lean it up a little bit. I would like to sim at least once a week the entire for year. how long dan let's let's try to do the hours I, thing like nick's got i can't really I, I i feel like if i put a time on it i would say a minimum of 15 minutes 15 minutes a week yeah okay what does that translate into hours wise that's quick, about math, math. 15, 13 14 to 14 hours see that that feels doable to me right it does <laughs> It's feels- 10 times lower than Nick's resolution, <laughs> yeah. but hey, you got to start somewhere, but, you know. But see here, look, I set myself up last year and one final resolution kind of uh, along the line of, well, not necessarily of one of each size, but I want a new nitro this year. I don't know what. Um, you need a new nitro. Okay. There we go. That was it. <laughs> so- Interesting. Oh, okay. Geez. How'd it go, Dan? <laughs> Yeah. How much nitro did you burn, Dan? Yeah. Maybe a gallon. So if you only got in like 15 <laughs> flights, you're doing pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> How many flights do you think you did get in last year? Oh, I don't I would be lucky if I got maybe 50. Wow. It's a bad year for homeboy. When it comes now, to homeboy Dan. 
Did you log any of them, Dan? Has anyone actually been logging? No. No. Oh. I started to, uh, because I was flying a little bit at the beginning, uh, a little more frequently when the weather started to turn. Um, But then the year kind of started off shitty come February. And from pretty much then on, I was just happy to even have a helicopter. I was not flying. So no, I did not really log much of anything. So, yeah. What a shit. So you weren't too far below 30% then. That was, I guess, (laughs) if you want to put it that way, but. (laughs) (laughs) With with one gallon. (laughs) I just. I just wanted last year to be, I mean, what a disappointing year it's been. I mean, it's just been, ugh. I want to change that this year. But uh, yeah, I look back on those resolutions and I'm thinking pretty much zero for four on resolutions for me this year. How sad is that? Poor Dan. Well, it's all right. That's why you, uh, you know. Hey, I was gonna yeah, say like, you yeah. cannot do any. That's worse a pretty low that. bar, man. If 2016 is worse than 2015, then you are uh, pretty pretty low there. I think you're out yeah. at that point. Can, I mean, you're yeah. out. It can only go up from here. Right? <laughs> That's Absolutely. right. It can only go. That's up. right. One direction. <laughs> yep. You have to hit rock bottom before you can appreciate the top. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's what all sure. the losers say. <laughs> We'll go with that. <laughs> oh, what a, what a, ah, I'm so disappointed she started that shit with me. <laughs> okay. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> again, the show can only go up from here too. Yeah, I guess. Oh, that is awesome. Just, just rip the bandaid off. Okay. Well, to make you feel better, Dan, I'll go next. All right. I was going to say, we're... okay, here we go. By the end of next year. I want to own one helicopter, um, yeah, but I don't want that size. That takes liquid. <laughs> that takes he's, liquid. He's already fuel. going back on his. <laughs> <laughs> no, I oh. would like to own an an eight hundred, seven hundred, five hundred, and four fifty. Oh, okay. The end of the I year. like that one. I like that. that. I now, don't care about six hundreds. I think they're. You know what? Screw it. Let's go for it. You ready? I take that back. I will have an 800, 700, 600, 550, 500, and 450. What? <laughs> you just doubled Where, it. Where did that come from? And didn't you just say... <laughs> yep. But you know what? I think I'm going to make the Nitro a 600. That's why I say that. One of my resolutions is 130 sim hours. The reason why I was kind of poo-pooing the whole prediction deals because i would like to say that i would really enjoy being able to keep the e700s throughout the whole year i mm-hmm. mean that's what i want to do Ooh, i want to add yeah, one i want to add one yeah me too me too okay you go <laughs> nick what you want to add a night ship one too yeah no okay. i want to have a full-on dedicated night ship wow so uh, how do you how do you uh, stand up, dude? Do you shit Nick? the resolution bed too? <laughs> yeah. Well, not as bad as Dan though. No, no because no. I don't have an eight hundred. I do have seven hundred, five fifty, five hundred, and four fifty. That's you still all have those tied to one checkbox, huh? 
No, I do not have the E700, obviously. So I definitely <laughs> lost that. And I didn't end up with the Nitro this year. So I lost that. And I didn't end up with the Night Ship. <laughs> but at least I, I added different size models this year. Yes, you did. Uh, you did. Yeah. Barely. Wow. I don't know. I think you did all right. I don't. You know? yeah. I think I suck. <laughs> better than mine. Everybody's better than mine. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mr. Pucci. <clears throat> all right, go. You're up. Are you ready? I'm ready. So, 80 hours of sim time in 2015, equivalent to 15 minutes a day. Of course, not every day. And I'm tracking it just the same as Nick and Jesse and Dan have mentioned in the flight log. My next one is to get at least an uh, one average run speed of 250 kilometers an hour or 155 miles per hour. Nice. So that's average. That's Sweet. not a peak. Uh, next one is to place at least fifth in one of the three speed classes at the Urcha Speed Cup. Uh, next one, still own a 360 class heli at the end of the year. Nice. I think I'm committed to yep. the to to that size. I uh, it's really shown me the light, and it's given me the opportunity to get in about 50 or 60 flights in the last month or two that I would not have been able to if I was still only flying my big helis. Next is, and this will be my final one until next week, build and fly a night ship. Wow. Wow, wow. Nice. Ooh. Um, I'm feeling so okay. I, uh, yeah, I well, say. I, so, I, sounds pretty good. Yeah. Hold on. We need to go back because you, we brought up the sim time thing. Oh, yeah, I said, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 120 or 130, whatever it was. I think I got about 20. You didn't log it? <laughs> well, I did, but it was on 20. that app, and I forgot. Like, that's how bad. I don't even have that app on my phone anymore. Oh, wow. <sighs> I still I still log all my flights and my and sim I, time. I don't. We'll get to that. But, yeah, I, I hit it real good for about two months, three months at the beginning of the year, and then just mm -hmm. bombed on the sim. So, yes, I failed there, too. But, Mr. Pucci, holy crap, dude. Checking a lot of boxes, I think. So, how how much sim time did you get? 40 hours, 31 minutes. Equivalent to about 45 minutes a week, every week. So, wow. half of my wow. goal. Yeah, that, that one proved to be a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. And and I mean, we just got a bit of that clip. If I remember, maybe it was the next episode, but there was some conversation about exactly how we were all going to do that. And I noted at the time that was going to be a stretch goal. But I, yeah. I feel pretty good about 40 hours, 40 and a half hours. You put a dent in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, 50, yeah oh, just slightly over 50 percent. So yeah. I can take that good um speed runs nailed it oh yeah the 250 well beyond many times That's so that placing. one and the placing no problem fourth yep. and unlimited second and unlimited and then first in both minis so that worked i still own a goblin 380 yep yeah yep. jeez 
Uh, I did not build or fly a night ship. That one, I definitely dropped the ball on. So I was just looking up, uh, talking about the sim, because I do have that app. And when I stopped logging my sim time, I was at eight hours and 40 minutes. Eight? Eight hours? And 40 okay. minutes. Yeah, well, remember, we did the whole beginning so like, thing where we all bet, and you still haven't paid me, you sons of bitches. Um, <laughs> That's right. That we oh, we all owe you what? 30, $33.33. Right. Send it in pennies, whatever the hell you want. I don't give a shit. Want my money. <laughs> oh, dude, why didn't you should you should have reminded us? I reminded you several times and then I gave up because you just mocked me relentlessly about how I'm gonna give it to what you. Are we in, supposed to in pennies at a fun yeah. Huh? All right. We're doing it this year. Yeah. Beware. Yeah. So anyway, um that was to to sim every day for as long as as possible consecutively that's right and you went like um three yeah. weeks four it was a long time it was i think it was longer than that because i was actually at othello while you guys were all getting drunk around the fire that's, simming and mm-hmm. you had to sim yep. yeah yeah that was in demand oh hey 16 hours 45 minutes hey there you go failed bad <laughs> Wow, now I'm really starting to feel good about my 40. Yeah, I, I would. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, if I was you. <laughs> so far, Justin's totally blowing the rest of us away on the resolutions. We haven't heard Jesse's yet. But. Oh, geez, fingers crossed. Uh, I so, seem to remember that I, I'm thinking Jesse did pretty well. But we'll see. All right, let's see. So, Jesse's, here we go. My first resolution for 2015, kind of piggybacking off uh, Nick and Dan with the whole sim thing. Um, But I really want to get back to, you know, pushing it, learning those new maneuvers. You know, have a couple crashes from just pushing the limits a little bit too hard and trying to learn that next move. I don't, however... I know you guys are putting down specific numbers for hours of simming. I'm not sure if I want to fall into that trap. The reason being, you know, setting last year, setting that number for the flight count. Um, we, we had mentioned a couple times, you know, how sometimes it just you're going out to the field to get the flights in. You're going out, you know, they're not the quality, one, you know, 100% quality progressing flights. Um, sometimes you're just you're going out there. You spend the whole day just banging out flights back to back. So I don't really want to fall into that same trap on the sim where it's like, oh, I got to get 150 hours, got to get 100 hours. Um, but the difference is you're not going to get a huge ball sack at the end of the year if, if you <laughs> fall short, right? We don't, I mean, who knows? Three months in, you guys could all of a sudden throw that in there and then I'm screwed. And now I'm sitting here looking at a scrotum for a year. But, all right, let's, I mean, okay, I'll, I'll go with, I will... Let's match what Nick said. One twenty, then. If, Nick if said we have to throw hours, I said one thirty. Yeah. Okay. One thirty. Okay. All right. And that's roughly what do we say? Twenty minutes. Twenty a day minutes a day yeah. for three hundred and sixty-five days. But let's be clear. 
that does not mean 20 minutes a day. That means 130 by the end of the year. Oh, yes, yeah, that's yeah. Um, so so we course. could do, you know, I could sit down 45 minutes, you know, that, that sort of thing. So yeah. now my next resolution is to build a heli trailer in 2015. Yeah. Um, and this is a big one. My last resolution, and this is... I mean, honestly, guys, I'm already putting one in the win column, and I absolutely swear that when I wrote these up, this the review was not a thing yet. But I wrote, I want to mess around with a micro heli. Definitely not a 250 something smaller. Oh, so is your resolution to keep it? You have to have one at the end okay. of the year. Yeah, yeah, have one at the end of the year. I get is what I, I wrote in my resolution to at least buy one and try it. But I will change the re- from what I originally wrote to have one at the end of the year. That's fair. Well, how does it stack up, Jesse? Oh boy, we better start. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't this isn't going so hot. Let's see. So the sim time, man. I'm I don't have the the app in front of me. I don't have my phone in front of me. But it was not good. I I do know, however, in like the last three weeks, I've probably added over ten hours. Um, in the last three weeks, but. Same as everyone else. I kind of, I hit it hard for a few months, and yeah, it just didn't go so well for the middle nine months or whatever <laughs> in the year. <laughs> you know, just that little chunk of time just flew yeah, by. Yeah, just like most happened. of the season. <laughs> yeah, so the, the sim time, oh, geez, nowhere close. So Do you have a number? Not checking that one. You don't have a number, okay. I, I don't have a number in front of me. I I have not logged for a long time, so... I can I can try to look up in the app what I did have and then add about probably ten or fifteen to that. So it's not, it's not much more. So I I would probably go twenty five twenty, maybe, maybe it's shade over twenty. So not a whole so lot there. A little shy of what you're. Uh, you know, just just roughly a little bit shy. Just a, just by a scotch. Just I missed it. if you kind of squint your eyes, it might line up. Hey Jesse, <laughs> good enough for government work, man. Yeah, we were we were right there. Um, the heli trailer obviously didn't happen. Sad, sad about that one. I well, well, hold on yeah. now. So, the heli trailer, you're mm-hmm. thinking like a toy hauler, like Dan and Nick have, right? Yeah, but you I'm, do. You did was... get an RV, so like I'm that, willing so to give you kind of like half of a down. check mark, maybe. I wrote that down in my notes because had I not gotten the motor home. And tied up all those funds because, as I mentioned, it was just well. One of those okay, hold on. <laughs> I mean, you could you you could extend that that argument to many other things that don't don't follow cleanly. But I, no, I'm just saying it, it put a damper in things. Yeah, that's all. But I did get an RV, so that wasn't one of the resolutions. But I do have a, a motorhome for next season. I I, so I think not, that's worth like checking half the box, a check. But half a check or a check yeah, with no, an I, asterisk, right? I'm no, I'm not. I'm not being funny. I'm being serious. Because you, I mean, you used you it, bought it with a lot of intention to use at Funfly. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. That is a heli purpose driven motor. There like, you go. That's 90% of the reason that that one might say that purchased. you met and exceeded your resolution. Yeah, I, bought a I wouldn't trailer. go that far. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. No, no, no. I didn't. I didn't that's build a dedicated a heli trailer, but yeah, like you said, did did buy a motorhome, which wasn't planned. So. Not checking that one. And then the micro heli, I do still have the 180. I did not put anything in there about having to fly it very much. 
very much. I haven't. Since the review, I've probably put five or ten flights on it. I think the, after that, I think the purpose was to like actually fly it. Yeah, I still have it, dude. Yeah. All right. Still have it. I'm checking it. Screw you guys. <laughs> I gotta take what I can get. All right. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, uh, sad. 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 <laughs> Justin's the only one that really came through on the resolutions. Yeah, you did, man. Um, maybe I should. Maybe this year I should write them down and put them on a wall, so I have to be remind myself of what. They I are. make a little note. I've I've got a a note in my iPhone in the Notes app with everything since we started doing this years ago. So I look at it all the time and say, oh, oh, hold on, hold on. I'm close to this one. It keeps me motivated. <laughs> I'm just going to spray paint that yeah, shit so in my living room. My wall. resolution is to review my resolution. Yes, there you go. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Three days before we're ready to record the, yeah. the, the last show of next year. Oh, that's what I resolved to do. <laughs> shit. Oh. I was working towards this other one. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I could have went and did what Jesse suggested and just go dump all my helicopters, uh, you know, in the last throw week them across the shop. <laughs> uh, so moving right along, you guys will remember that we decided to uh, change up the scrotum trophy award this year. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, we decided to base it on uh, the PPP stuff. So we've got a clip here which explains how we're going to do it and that we, uh, on the record, that we all agreed to it, unfortunately. So let's we'll <laughs> go ahead and play that clip. Foreshadowing. All right. So what we as RCHN personnel are going to do, uh, Justin, which I'm a little disappointed that I don't actually physically see a trophy yet. There, Mr. Pucci. I'm working on it. Come on. But so we've got the uh, the scrotum trophy and what we have decided to do for this year. Again, quality over quantity. We're not doing flight count. I'm going to track mine just because I'm I'm curious. Um, but what we're going to do is the scrotum trophy. We're going to call out and part of our New Year's resolutions is to pick a level that we want to complete and then um, go ahead and call out an additional number of maneuvers if you choose to of the next level. So really it's kind of a, how many maneuvers am I going to complete without skipping ahead too far? So let's, for example, I'm probably explaining that bad. Uh, If I say my goal is to is to complete level three up through Level up through three. level three. That would put me at 55 total maneuvers. So I'm going to say I'm going to complete level three, and I'm going to get four more maneuvers out of level four done. You know, I'm not... Now, if I go and I get some done in five, that's fine, but it's not going to count for our little competition that we're doing. We we can only check out maneuvers at the next highest level. That's right. Officially. So that, so then what we're going to do is is that's going to be our prediction and our goals. We'll call those out. And then at the end of the year, whoever gets the worst p- 
percentage of achievement towards that will get the scrotum trophy. Okay, so what I've got here is the actual predictions that we made for our numbers. This was our personal goals. Now, mine's first on here, and then it goes off to the other guys. So let's see what we thought that we could actually get. All right, so six plus three, Jesse. Five plus 20. Five plus 20, Justin. Five plus 12. Four plus 12. Dan. Four plus 12. There it is. You heard it here. All righty. Man, we were an optimistic bunch. (laughs) Yes, we were. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I totally rocked that thing, man. I rocked it. Yeah? It's like golf, right? It's like the lowest score. score (laughs) So Uh, should, should we do it like backing up from fourth to first? Yeah, let's do. Let's do that. Okay. Justin, now you've got all the numbers. There, I got all the then, numbers here. Um, just give us the the percentage, and then we'll each give a short explanation of where we got. Okay, so in first place, with a percentage of forty six, Nick. Yeah, Woot. that last run, man. Whew. It was close. I was stuck on those stinking, uh, those center heading. Once, but that yeah. I had to do that in order to get level three complete because I had 16 maneuvers in four done that I didn't want to throw away. If and you hadn't all... have done that, I wonder. Well, let's let's see what the yeah. other results are, but I'm going to do that. That uh, I'm going to all gonna do the math. That there. one guy at work. <laughs> yeah. I know I've heard stories about some of the guys that you work with. Uh-huh. dude. Yeah, so. that's fair. <laughs> yeah, I know. How much did you pay him? How much did you pay? Him? Yeah. So I got so it looks good, dude. <laughs> 73 out of the 159 maneuvers to reach your goal. And one thing that I am really proud of is that I didn't go too far ahead. Um, I only had three more maneuvers total checked off between five, six, and seven. Not saying okay. that I couldn't have done more because I could have, but when I was focusing on this, I was really trying to stick by the complete a level before you go on to the next. Yep. So I'll t- I'll take that. Not anywhere happy, but is what it is. Sweet. Sweet. Okay. In second place with 30.2%, Jesse. Sweet. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, it went, it went pretty well. It, I mean, less than, obviously, less than 50. I would have really liked to get to 50%, but I ended up with level two plus 19. Um, unlike Nick, I did have, let's see, 11 maneuvers and level four that. Don't get a count because I didn't stick with the complete the level, then go to the next. But that's all right, you know, because the, the last couple, a lot of those 11 that didn't count were just the last couple weekends. So I was just happy to get back on the sim and fly in a little bit more and get a few more checked off. So overall, I will take it. Nice. Cool. All right. In third place with 17%, me. 17%. Yeah, so so I got by by the rules that we agreed to, I got level one plus fifteen out of seventeen in level two, but kind of like Jesse, I had another ten maneuvers 
in level three that I couldn't take credit for. So if I had just gotten the last two to round out level two, then that would have yep. gone up to about 25%. Still wouldn't have, wouldn't have beaten Jesse at 30%, but uh, it would have been a bit more respectable of a number. <laughs> would have made you feel better. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> well, you're all about to feel a little bit oh. better. <laughs> okay, well then I Bring guess that would mean our winner. <sighs> Unfortunately, yes. The winner of the scrotum trophy with oh. a whopping 2.9%. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Dank Reed himself. Dan, 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 and I just got to clarify, were those 2.9% done on a multi-rotor? Probably. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I, yeah, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's just how it went down. <laughs> three, that would be three maneuvers. Three maneuvers checked off. I probably could have got a fourth one checked off, but I didn't want to get, I didn't want to be too braggadocious. You, didn't want to get you crazy. took off and landed. <laughs> Success. That is. It, it's tail and takeoff, hover, land. <laughs> Those are the first three maneuvers in, in level one, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh. All right. It's so okay. Dude. I have to amend. No, I have to amend uh, some resolutions just real quickly. I have to at least double my percentage for next year. <laughs> oh, I wow. would hope so. Wow. <laughs> Holy cow. Set the bar high. Jeez. Uh, how embarrassing is that? My God. <sighs> it is what it is. Okay. So that means I will be transferring ownership of the ball sack to you. And yes. we haven't figured out how the, to do it yet, I'm right? But gonna, it's not going to happen till Othello. I'm, right. But I, and I'm going to actually follow the rules of what the ball sack trophies. The pictures. Yes. A pitcher a month, and then displayed proudly at Fun Flies. Okay. Justin did pretty good with the there Fun Flies. I did the Fun the Flies. Fun I didn't do the pictures. I can take, I, I took like two pictures. I can take 10, 10 more, get them posted up as like a little collage. I'll send them over Just to Photo Bomber, Facebook. Didn't, didn't, yeah. <laughs> didn't Nick objected to that well, idea? Well, Nick, when Nick day. finally saw it, he was so grossed out by it, he didn't want it up on Facebook. Yeah, well, it's he now it's it a part like of the family. The it's like that uncle that you're just not all that proud of. I mean, it is what it is. And he's still going to be in the picture. That, yeah, he's still. <laughs> Whether you like right. it or not. Uh, yeah. I worked hard for that trophy this year. And you've got to add something to it, Display dude. Display it proudly. Oh, wow. Uh, like a like a piercing? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, Oh. So what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do for next year? I think that. Um, so what you know, one thing that we didn't do this show is we kind of went uh, over some predictions of the hobby next year. So we're gonna go over our predictions that we made and predictions that we are going to make. That gives us a week, guys, to come up with a contest. Okay. Uh, for the scrotum All trophy. Right. Yeah. So if there's some listeners out there that have some suggestions, get in touch with us. Let us know what you think. Otherwise, we'll uh, brainstorm over it over the next week. 
and uh, try to come up with something. Sounds like Jesse. I'm just throwing out that we should. It should be something different. We shouldn't just piggyback off the really. I agree. Program. I agree. Well, it should be different. Okay. I think it I has think to be completely fair. different because we did flight count proficiency. Yep. Let's all right. Let's pick something but different. For the record, I am still going to personally set a goal for both of those flight count. Oh okay. yeah, and yeah. PPP. No, that's, I agree. That's fair. I will still be I doing think the, the PPP. The scrotum competition should yeah. be something different. Yeah. We're talking about well, a scrotum here. It's got to be a. It's got to be solid. Just keep it. Keep it fresh. So we come up with another idea for the trophy, but we could have a contingency in there that, along with this new idea, whatever it may be, uh, to also qualify for the win, you have to have a certain margin of increase on this last year's PPP. So, and it could be small. Just to show some improvement. 2%? Ooh. Hey, 5%? we can do... I got it. Are you ready? This will take some big math. We will do a flight count, okay, and a PPP value, but those will only be like each 20% of your total score. And then we can do this third contest for like 60%. Like, like mm-hmm. judging a contest. Like, they, you know, like the XFC or whatever. Like that. Yeah, like multiple. I've got some thoughts along those lines, but slightly different. I'm with Jesse, though. I really do think it's got to be it's got to be completely different. Okay, I I definitely think we should keep the the PPP thing going, whether it's for the scrotum trophy or not can be up for discussion. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out over the week. And again, if the listeners have any ideas, by all means, get in touch with us. Let us know. And uh, we'll consider it. Yeah. And and so, hey, before we move off of the PPP, because, you know, we just talked about how we did. But I do want to make mention of uh, some listeners that really took this seriously. I mean, way more seriously than all four of us combined, to be quite honest. Uh, So Jens, uh, who set up the PPP website where you can track your goals, also did sort of an end of year report and he's got all sorts of various reports um, to look at. But and maybe Jens, if you want, uh, you can put maybe a thread together in our Heli Freak listeners corner and post it up if there are listeners that are interested. But I'll go over a couple of names. Um, and so this is he's got a list of the top 30 pilots by progression. Um, And now by progression means the percentage of total, not the way we did the math where you have to complete the levels. But I think you'll see for these first few and I'm not going to go through all 30. It doesn't make a difference. So uh, there were over 100 people, I believe, that did this throughout the year on the website or actually, you know what, Nick, do you remember what number he gave us? I think now that I say it, it's more like over two or three hundred. I don't remember. But I may be wrong. It was up there. Well, nonetheless, the first seven of the top 30 got 100% of their goal. Wow. Some of them more impressive than others, but I'll walk down the list. Richard V, uh, first place, 115 out of 115 maneuvers. That's a four plus 25. Uh, a uh, A screen name by the name of Radu, 100 out of 100. Dow Quest, 72 out of 72. Ugly Steve, 63 out of 63. 907 Heli, 46 out of 46. The Flicks Earth, 19 out of 19. And Mirex, 12 out of 12. And then when you drop below 
uh, position seven, which is the last 100%, you've got a whole bunch of people, another one, two, three, four, five, six, seven above 90%. And these guys are all less. So notable ones, RC nut, 152 out of 156 maneuvers, 97.4%. And K target, 157 out of 172. 91.28. I think he's actually the highest of any of the other people on this list in terms of sheer quantity of maneuvers completed. That's a K target. Six plus 16, 157 out of 172. So, uh, I think it's, awesome that we got the response that we did out of this just because we're not doing it for the ball sack trophy anymore doesn't mean you guys shouldn't still use it as a learning tool um and i think we've all committed to doing that going into 2016 as well so enjoy it and uh keep us posted on your progress well another year down guys can you believe it crazy Mm. it's true 2015 we've been doing this podcast since 2010 my gosh has the time flown right oh yeah man yeah uh hopefully many many more years to come uh we certainly appreciate all the involvement we get especially when we do stuff like this ppp you know to get to see that people are taking advantage of that and learning from it and it's helping that's that's great uh really makes a lot of this behind the scenes stuff that we do worth it uh you know, it's been a great year for the podcast. We've had a lot of folks um, help us along the way. Of course, those of us, you know, a lot of you guys know about Ken and, and Larry and uh, a few other folks behind the scenes that uh, really help us do what we do. And uh, we do appreciate all that help. And I think we're about ready to wrap this one up. But first, let's do some emails. Nick, if I wanted to get in touch with you, how would I do that? Uh, you would send me an email at nick at rchelynation.com. Catch me on Facebook at nicklandrchn or nwmtech on the forums. How about you, Jesse? You could send me an email to jesse at rchelynation.com or catch me on Facebook or helifreak. Justin. You could send me an email to Justin at rchelynation.com or Justin Pucci on Facebook and the forums. And remember, guys, if you're looking for some citizen registration numbers, uh, hats, shirts, that kind of stuff, you can get in touch with Ken at rchelynation.com. I'm Dan. You can reach me at Dan at rchelynation.com, Dan K. Reed on the forums and Facebook. Uh, it's been a great year. We're looking forward to another one. This has been episode 214. We sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we've enjoyed making it. Have a good week, guys. We'll see you next Monday. See ya. It could have even been 215. (laughs) 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 Later. Take it easy, guys. I knew as I was saying it, that doesn't sound right. Oh, yeah. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation LLC and is brought to you by Soco Heli Tools, Progressive RC, Rev Electrics USA, Lower Heli, BK Servos, and Spartan Flybarless Systems. If you have any comments or questions, 
please feel free to send us an email.